I'd like to thank you for listening to the broadcast again uh, this evening. It's a joy to have the opportunity to minister the Lord's Word uh, to the congregation, especially in Newtonards today. We have many friends uh, in the congregation there, and we want to take the opportunity just to assure you of our prayers at these very difficult times. These are certainly more challenging circumstances in which to minister the Lord's Word, but we do pray earnestly that the, the Lord will use the messages that have gone forth today. Um, we pray that the, the Lord will use this message especially uh, to the saving of souls. We're going to read from the Old Testament Scriptures. It's the second book of Samuel, and the, the 19th chapter, Second uh, Samuel chapter 19. We're beginning to read it the 31st uh, verse uh, of the chapter. And we're going to read together down to the end of uh, verse 39. So turn with us in the scriptures, Second Samuel 19 verse uh, 31. And let us hear the word of the Lord to our hearts uh, this evening. We're told in Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rogalim and went over Jordan with the king. Uh, that is King David, to conduct him over Jordan. Now, Brazili was a very aged man, even fourscore years old, and he had provided the king of sustenance uh, while he lay at Mahanaim, for he was a very great man. And the king said unto Brazili, Come thou over with me, and I will feed thee with me in Jerusalem. And Barzillai said unto the king, How long have I to live that I should go up with the king unto Jerusalem? I am this day fourscore years old, and can I discern between good and evil? Can my servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any more the voice of singing men and singing women? Wherefore then should thy servant be yet a burden unto my lord uh, the king. Thy servant will go a little way over Jordan with the king. And why should the king recompense it me with such a reward? Let thy servant, I pray thee, turn back again, that I may die in mine own city and be buried by the grave of my father and of my mother. But behold thy servant Kimham, let him go over with my lord the king, and do to him what shall seem good unto thee. And the king answered, Kimham shall go over uh, with me, and I will do to him that which shall seem good unto thee. And whatsoever thou shalt require of me, that will I do uh, for thee. And all the people went over Jordan. And when the king was come over, the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him. And he returned unto his own place. Ending the reading just there, the close of verse 39. And we pray the Lord will bless to every heart. Uh, this is the public reading uh, of his word. We're going to have just a a wee word of prayer uh, together. We want to seek the Lord for his, for his help. 
encourage you to pray. Pray that the Lord will give you an ear for his word. Pray that the Lord will speak to you, bless you uh, through the message. And pray the Lord will use this message, use it uh, to speak to many others, and especially bring them uh, to the Saviour. So let's seek the Lord together. Father, we lift our hearts to thee. Thank you for the throne of grace. Very glad that we can enter in before thee. We come in our Saviour's name. You've told us to come boldly to that throne to obtain mercy, find grace to help in our time of need. We thank you, Father, for, for thy word. We want to pray that you'll deepen our love for it. Great peace of they that love thy law, and nothing uh, shall offend them. Pray, Father, that you'll use your word today. We come before thee in weakness and in emptiness. Pray for the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost. We pray that the gospel will be preached, not in the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the power and in the demonstration of the Spirit of God. We want to pray you'll use this message. We pray, Father, that many will hear it, especially many who are out of Christ. We ask you to remember the Newton Arts congregation at this time especially. We pray for every member of the congregation, varying homes and families with differing needs. But how we rejoice, Father, in the greatness of your provision. We're glad that we can say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. We're glad we come to the one who is Jehovah Jireh and you've assured us that you'll supply our every need according to your riches in glory. So Father, hear our prayers and our cries. Come and stand with us. Come and give utterance and liberty in the preaching of your word and make us a channel of blessing, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The words of our text are found in Second Samuel 19 and the words of the verse 34. There's a very searching question that I'd like to emphasize, like you to consider. It says, And Barzillai said unto the king, How long have I to live that I should go up with the king unto uh, Jerusalem? So think especially of that question. How long have I uh, to live? And in the light of that question, and in the light of the teaching of this passage, I want to take a title for this message this evening. And it's the title, Are You Ready to Go? As far as death and eternity is concerned. Just ponder that carefully. Are you ready? Are you ready uh, to go? Some of you will be familiar with the name of uh, Stephen Alford. He was a greatly used preacher and evangelist. I had the privilege and the opportunity to meet and to hear uh, Stephen Alford preach at a pastor's conference uh, in South Wales. Whenever I met Stephen Alford, he was 80 years of age. And the fact that I want to emphasize in telling you those details is this. I wasn't introduced to Stephen Alford until he was an old man. And I'm sure that it has been the same for you. I'm sure you've had uh, the same experience. There were people in your life that you didn't meet for the first time until they were well past uh, their best. And the reality is that there are many people in the scriptures just like that. There's people in the word of God and you don't meet them. You don't meet them for the first time. 
until old age. You think of Nicodemus. The Bible says that he was an old man whenever we first meet him on the pages of, of Holy Scripture. Do you remember that he said to the Savior, how can a man be born uh, when he is old? You think of Abraham, the friend of God, the father of the faithful. Abraham was 70, three score years and 10, whenever he first steps onto the, the stage in the drama of the Word of God. And the same men and women is true of Barzillai, the man that we read of here in this passage of Scripture. He's an old man. He's an octogenarian. He's 80 years of age. Uh, whenever you first meet him in uh, the Bible. And I think that's very significant. I think we would do well to ask, why is that, men and women? Why should a man live uh, so long? Why should he live all of these years, and yet you're only told about uh, the end of his life? Well, I think uh, there's one very good reason for that. And it's, it's because of this. Because one of the main things that God wants us to learn here in this passage is about the end of Barzillai's life. What the Lord wants to impress very clearly, very forcibly upon your heart is about the death of this man of God. You see, Barzillai stands out in the scriptures and he stands out in the word of God mainly for this reason, mainly because of how he died mainly because of how he faced eternity. Remember Paul, writing about the Old Testament scripture, said these things are written for our learning. And the Lord wants you to learn here. He wants you to study this man's life and learn from it. And he wants you to learn from it especially how to die, how to be ready uh, for death and uh, eternity. So let's do that uh, for just a little while. Uh, together. Let me emphasize to you first of all uh, Barzillai's wealth. Notice the end of verse 32 it says for he was a very great man. That's a reference to the greatness of its substance. Barzillai was a very wealthy man. God had blessed him financially. God had blessed him uh, with this world's goods. Remember that he was a Gileadite, verse 31, where we commence our reading. It talks about him as Barzillai the Gileadite. So probably Barzillai had made his money from farming, especially from cattle, the two and a half tribes that went to possess that land on the other side of Jordan. They said to Moses, thy servants have cattle. So Barzillai made his wealth as a cattle farmer. And maybe the same is true of you, someone uh, listening to this message uh, this evening. Can I remind you, as you think of his wealth, can I remind you of what Paul said to Timothy? He was speaking uh, to the young man about those who were rich. And he said that they were to be rich in good works, that they be ready to distribute, willing to communicate. That word communicate has the idea of helping others by giving, helping others by the giving especially of uh, your finances. And that certainly describes uh, Barzillai, because Barzillai was a man who distributed his money generously. Remember that he was one of those who supported David 
Whenever David was in exile, when he had to flee from Jerusalem to the other side of Jordan, Barzillai used his money for a good purpose. He used his finance, his wealth, his substance for the support of God's servant. What a contrast uh, from Nabal, the man who was fool by name, and he was foolish in his actions. Nabal refused to give David any help uh, whatsoever. So here's a little about Barzillai's wealth. But let me stress this, men and women, Barzillai knew that even though he was a wealthy man, even though he had lived his life in comfort, he knew this, that he was going to die. In verse, seven, uh, verse 37, he says, Let thy servant, I pray thee, turn back again, that I may die. So here's a man, and he knows that his life is almost over. He knows he's going to die. And that's something that, that you need to remember as well. Death is no respecter of persons. Death comes for the rich as well as for the poor. Remember Luke chapter 16, the Bible clearly states the rich man also died. The psalmist stated the same truth. He said, for he saith that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth uh, to others. So the reality, consider it carefully, is that even rich men die. You see, money can buy you many things. Money can buy you medicine. Money can buy you medical care, can buy you a hospital bed, can buy you the skill of a doctor, the best, the, the, the most experienced of doctors. But money cannot buy you life. Not even a moment of time. Do you remember that Queen Elizabeth I cried out, a million of money for a moment of time. And there are many people feel like that. They would give vast sums of money. In fact, there are those who would give all that they have just to live a little longer upon this earth. But that's not possible, and men and women. Remember the Bible teaches very clearly, think of the words in the book of Job, that God has appointed our bounds. God has set the limits of your life. And when you reach your allotted time, when you reach your allotted span, there's nothing that you can do, there's nothing that you can give to prolong your stay here upon this earth. The angel of death can't be bought and he can't be bribed. Money can't buy you life. And let's take that a step further. Because money can't buy eternal life either. Do you remember what Solomon said? Riches profit not in the day of wrath. In other words, money will be no good to you. It will be of no value whatsoever on the day of judgment. On that day when you stand uh, before the Lord. Money may be able to buy you a church pew. It may be able to buy you a nice funeral. Money might be able to ensure that the right things are said at your funeral. But remember men and women. Money can never buy you a place in heaven. Because salvation is free. It's without money. It's without price. The reason that it's free is because the Lord Jesus paid the price. For your salvation with his own precious blood when he died for your sins on Calvary's cross. So that's just something about Barzillai's wealth. Think in the second place uh, of his wisdom. If you look at verse 34, 
Think of the words that we took as our text. Barzillai said unto the king, How long have I uh, to live? Look as well, as well at the words of verse 37. Let thy servant, I pray thee, turn back again, that I may die in mine own city, and be buried by the grave of my father and of uh, my mother. So here's a man, and he's thinking about death. He's thinking about dying. He speaks of his old age. He tells us he's now 80 years of age. He tells us as well about where he wants to die. Wants to die in his own city. He speaks about where he wants to be buried. He says he wants to be buried uh, beside his parents. So Barzillai is a man whose thoughts are full of death. He has no doubts. No doubts whatsoever about any of these things. He's thinking clearly about his latter end. And men and women, you need to do the same. Remember that the devil doesn't want you to think about dying. And the reason the devil doesn't want you to think about dying is because he wants your soul. I know it's not always pleasant to think about dying. And many people put it completely out of their mind. And perhaps you're one of those people. But remember, it's a very wise thing. A very wise thing. Uh, to think about death. And the Bible teaches that. Moses said, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider uh, their latter end. So realize, understand from the teaching of Scripture, it's a wise thing to think about your death and about uh, your latter end. And Barzillai was a wise man. And I want to ask you today, will you be wise? Will you consider these uh, very important things. Let me emphasize it's wise for everyone to think about death. But it's especially wise for those who are in old age uh, to think about uh, death. Men and women, let me stress it. You need to think today. You need to consider carefully uh, the end of your life. You can choose not to think of those things. You can choose to put them completely out of your mind and out of your thoughts. But remember, that won't stop you uh, from dying. So I want to say to you, be wise today. Be like this uh, old man, this old saint of God, uh, Barzillai, and give earnest consideration uh, to your death. And notice the question that we've taken as our text, verse 34. The question that Barzillai had been pondering. He asked himself, how long have I to live? And men and women, that's a vital question. You just think of that for a moment. Think of it personally. Apply it to your own heart. How long have I to live? How long have you to live? How long till your, your life is over? How long until you die? Until your funeral uh, takes place? You need to ask that question uh, today. You need to consider it, ponder it very, very carefully. And the reality is, men and women, that it's, it's not long. Think of the words of the, the gospel hymn we often sing. Life at best is very brief, like the falling of a leaf. Can I stress it to you, men and women? Time is short. You don't have much time. don't have much time left upon this earth. You don't have much time to be saved. You don't have much time to get right with God. David said, remember how short my time is. 
And I want you to consider that today as well. That's what I want you to remember uh, today. How short, how very short uh, your time upon this earth really is. Don't make the mistake of the farmer in Luke chapter 12. He said, I have much goods laid up for many years. Thought he had plenty of time. But yet how wrong he was. And I want to say to you, don't make uh, the same mistake. The reality is, your life is soon to close. You will soon be in eternity. And you need to ask and consider the question, what then? What will eternity hold for you? Eternity where, men and women? Will it be heaven or hell? Are you on the way up today to heaven or are you on the way down, the way down to, to hell and to a lost eternity? There's one other thing that I want you to consider about this man Barzelli. That's his weakness. Look at verse 35 uh, of uh, the passage. He says, I am this day fourscore years old. And can I discern between good and evil? Can thy servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any more the voice of singing men and singing women? Wherefore then should thy servant be yet a burden unto my Lord uh, the King? As we think of Barzillai's weakness, let me emphasize, Barzillai was not weak in character. He was a man that was known for his loyalty, known for his, his influence, known for his generosity. If David wanted him to be at the palace, then he must have been a very pleasant personality indeed. He wasn't weak in character, but he was now weak in body. He was now past the best years of his life. He had come to that time in life that Solomon spoke of, that every day, every day he lived was labour and sorrow. His faculties were losing their power. His mind wasn't as sharp, his taste wasn't as good, his hearing was not as clear. He's saying to David, I'm now an old man. My body is wearing out. My body is slowing down. And you know the reality is the same for every one of us. Those wrinkles on your face that increase as the years go past. The loss of hair, the colour changing, the colour of your hair changing, the aches and pains, the sickness and infirmity, your body slowing down. You don't have the same strength, you don't have the same stamina, you don't have the same energy that, that once you had. All of those things are speaking to you. All of those things remind you that you're getting older, you're getting weaker. Isaiah the prophet said, we all do fade as a leaf. Think of the words, we all, there's no exceptions here. We all do fade as a leaf. It's now late autumn season. If you look around you, uh, the leaves have been changing their color. They're nearing the end, nearing the end of their life. And we're just the same, we're fading. We can't escape at minimum. We're going down the valley. We haven't long to stay. Whenever a leaf fades, it's not long until it falls. And men and women, it's the same for you. The weakness of your body, that tells you, tells you clearly that you will soon fall. 
you will soon fall in death. Your life will soon be over. Death is coming for you. Matthew Henry, the noted commentator, summing up what Barzillai thinks here, he says, the grave is ready for me. Let me get ready uh, for it. And how important that is, men and women. Can I ask you, are you ready? Ready for the grave? Ready for death? Ready for eternity? The Apostle Paul, in the closing days of his life, was able to say, I am now ready. Now ready to be offered. Can you say that? Remember, you can only say it if you're saved. You can only say it if you know Christ as your Saviour. Catherine Booth, the daughter of William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, whenever she was dying, she said, The waters are rising, but so am I. Stonewall Jackson, the famous Confederate general in the southern states of, of America, he was accidentally shot by one of his own troops, died as a result of friendly fire. He said, not long before he passed from this world, I am just going to cross over the river and rest beneath the trees on the other side. Those are just two examples of the Lord's servants dying. And I want you to think of the question, how could they face death in that way? How could they face death with such peace? Well, the answer is this, men and women. Let me ask you to note it carefully. They could face death with such peace because they are ready. They had prepared for death. They had prepared uh, to meet God. Can I ask, is that true of you? Are you ready? Are you ready if the summons should come, if quickly, unexpectedly, you were ushered from this scene of time? Are you ready by turning from your sins, trusting Christ, receiving him alone as your saviour? Just in conclusion, let me emphasize, you remember Balaam, the Old Testament false prophet? He said, let me die the death of the righteous. Let my last end be uh, like him. That's how Barzillai died. He died the death of the righteous. His last end was the, the last end of a righteous person, one whose trust was in Christ as their saviour. And let me ask what of you, my friend. Remember that you can't and you won't die the death of the righteous if you haven't experienced God's salvation. If you don't have God's salvation, if you don't know Christ as your saviour, then you won't die well, men and women. You won't die uh, the death of the righteous. So I want to plead with you to come today to Jesus Christ uh, for salvation. Think of the text as we finish. How long have I uh, to live? I pray the Lord will write that, that word, write this message very powerfully upon all your hearts uh, today. Thank you for listening. And we pray that God will bless his word and use it uh, to the saving of the lost.